Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio, a show featuring people and companies who are making a positive contribution to the world. This show will help you learn how to apply success principles in every area of your life so that you can make the most out of your skills and talents and accomplish more of your goals. To find out more about the show, please visit www.journeytosuccessradio.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio. My name is Tom Tutal Cunningham. I'm a Napoleon Hill Foundation certified instructor and resiliency expert, helping people to think, speak, and act positively through the many and varied challenges of life. You can find out more about me in this interview at my website, which is Tom, the number two, and tall.com. TomTutal.com. My guest today is uh, uh, also a Napoleon Hill Foundation instructor who has worked with amazing companies that I love, including Nightingale Conant and Glazer Kennedy. Chris Lake is a copywriter and marketing consultant based in Phoenix, Arizona. As I mentioned, he's worked with companies from one-man startups to big names like Nightingale Conant and Glazer Kennedy. Uh, one of the most well-known and highest-paid marketing consulting companies in the planet. Chris has also been involved with the Napoleon Hill Foundation as a marketing consultant. He does their website for them and a number of their, I think, thought of the day as well. And he's also a certified instructor and has been one for nearly 10 years. During his time as a self-employed consultant and entrepreneur, Uh, Chris has developed a specialized daily calendar uh, that he calls the Better Day Planner, and that's why we're uh, speaking today. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thanks, Tom. Glad to be here. I have interviewed you before about the Better Day Planner and uh, had to have one as well, and uh, have been used a written planner for over 25 years, So, and a bunch of them, Time Text, Franklin Covey, D-timer, bunch of them. So I am very familiar with what you're doing, and uh, I believe everyone should have a written planner, not an online one, a written (laughs) one. So uh, let's get into the better day planner. Why the better day planner? Well, it's not that I'm... uh... I'm I'm a little bit jaded, of course. I've got my own opinion. I think it's better. But um, the reason I call it the better day planner is it was uh, something that was better than what I found um, in the marketplace myself. I I, I also tried several of the the big-name planners. um, And for one reason or another, they they weren't quite um, suited to me. And... um, so I finally sort of threw in the towel and thought, I think I could make one of these for myself. And um, there's there's templates and such in like Microsoft Word uh, where you can create little calendars. Um, uh, none, again, none of those were quite as detailed as I wanted them to be. So I ended up creating uh, the Better Day Planner to uh, conform to an early morning and late evening um, lifestyle. Um, here in Arizona, we get up relatively early, usually with 
the sun coming up early. It's not as hot. Um, so it's, it's really interesting. The culture out here is much more of an early morning culture. So <clears throat> when I moved out here in 2005, uh, I found myself uh, adjusting and, and shifting to that kind of a schedule. So um, I started my day needing to plan from about five in the morning. Um, and of course, there aren't very many, if any, planners out there that start that early in the day. Um, and I was also trying to network and get uh, you know, involved in the creative and uh, marketing community out here in Phoenix. And I was doing a lot of uh, networking that would happen in the evening. And so I would have oftentimes a uh, appointment or a, um, uh, you know an event, a meeting that I wanted to attend in the evening. So here I was trying to keep notes on uh, on things happening at 6, 7, or even 8 o'clock at night. So the better day planner ended up being a really, really long day uh, from 5 a.m. to 9 p.m., um, but that is enough to cover my wacky schedule. And I realize there's probably lots of people out there who also do things much more than than the regular eight to five kind of job. Um, so that's that's where it became a better day planner. Is it was just far more um, flexible um, and uh, and capable of of managing a longer schedule than what I saw in the marketplace. And you're counting me. I am included in that uh, very description. And I think practically everybody whether you're an entrepreneur business owner or parent which covers a lot of people right there you need yeah. a longer you need a better than an eight to five day planner uh, if you're a parent you got things in the evenings with your kids driving them here driving them there parent teacher meetings all the things involved in being a parent you need to write those down or you're going to be disappointing your child and not being an effective parent so if you're an entrepreneur you throw out the 9 to 5 schedule you are basically working or thinking about work uh from the moment your eyes open till the moment your eyes close if you're a business person there's almost no getting away from working outside of the 9 to 5 hours and uh, especially if you're a global business person uh, dealing with people in different time zones you definitely are not keeping it to a nine to five schedule. And so that alone sets you apart from many or most of the other day planners out there uh, that are so popular. And it's more suited to the, the calendar and schedules of people today and people for a long time. Most people haven't strictly lived a nine to five life for a number of years now with the uh, advent of the internet and being able to work and communicate with people at all times in all time zones. So that alone is worth the price of the better day planner. Now you've had this out for a few years. We spoke a few years ago as I mentioned. And so what are some of the changes with the planner uh, since then? Well I've uh, always uh, asked for feedback and, and suggestions from the from my customers and and they've given me several good ones. Um, one of them was um, quite simply to copy the um, the hour um, labels from the left-hand page 
um, across to the right hand page um, so it's easier to to see what what you're doing uh, to describe the, the planner real real briefly it's eight and a half by eleven and it's spiral bound so it lays flat and so you see your entire week um, across the two pages and it begins with Monday and ends with Sunday on the, the far right page um, but as you cross the spiral uh, one customer said uh, it's hard to be sure what hour you're doing once you get across the spiral and I thought well that seemed pretty obvious to me but I missed it so there you go so I copied that over for the next year that was an early change um, another suggestion came to um, create a full page month calendar um, so you could see sort of a traditional block calendar like you see on the wall um, and uh, this particular customer wanted to be able to to uh, kind of cross-reference at the beginning of the month what what the what the dates were so I, I thought about it and I said that's probably not a bad idea either so I put that in this year but then I had a blank page um, and I had to figure out what I would do with an extra page and um, after a couple of days of brainstorming, it came to me that um, one of the things that was missing in the in the planner was something to reflect on the month you had just done um, before you created goals for the next month. So um, there's always been a page at the front of the, uh, the front of each month for you to plan your goals, um, figure out what you want to do, what some of the major tasks will be for that month but uh but never really a a wrap up so at the end of the month now i've got some prompts um for you to reflect on you know what was the best thing that happened in the month and what was the worst thing that happened in the month um starting with the worst thing just so, so that you end with a positive note on your on your best thing but really to figure out um with the worst thing what can you do to avoid it of course um, also to think, is there something I can do to make amends for this, um, which is sort of a personality building uh, exercise, um, as, as well as business building. You want to make sure your customers and um, and clients are, you know, happy with you and did you forget to apologize or whatever, or you could have apologized better. Um, and then the positives, you know, what, what did I do that was really good? How did that happen and how could I... What can I learn from that to be even more successful going forward? So um, that's that's probably the major the major change this year um, as far as content of of the book itself. Um, and finally, a uh, a customer, a female customer back east, said in the middle of the summer, you know, I really like the day planner, but it is so boring and no woman wants to carry this thing around. It's brown and ugly. Yeah. So I was a little bit offended, but then I thought, okay, uh, I am not a woman. I, I don't know what a woman really thinks. And I asked my wife and she says, well, yeah, it's really not very attractive for a woman. And I'm I'm getting all this flack from from females around the world. I'm going, okay, so this year I created uh, about a dozen um, more flashy covers um, 
So if you if you think the brown is not your style, you can choose one of these other covers and uh, make more of a statement with your planner. So, you know, that, that's a good thing. I always said it's understated and nobody will, you know, it, it won't stand out in a meeting um, where maybe I should have had it stand out and I could have made many, many more sales over the years. But we'll see what happens this year. I love it. And I noticed the same thing, that brown is... Boring. So Boring. when you send me when you send me mine, send me the blue jeans covered one. Okay. I, I can uh, do have, that. Uh, one of my goals and purposes in life is to wear a suit as r- rarely as possible, and to w- work my workday wearing jeans. So this will be a great cover for me and good feedback from uh, a woman and your wife. But I had also noticed the same thing. It was kind of nondescript. Uh, I do like the, uh, what do you call how it's bound there? Uh, Uh, Spiral bound. Spiral bound, very nice, lays flat. Uh, And it's small spirals because I'm a lefty. So often when I've used Franklin planners or others with the binders and the, uh, the, the clips there, it's hard to write as a lefty when you're coming across those binder-type formats. So uh, yours works very easily, lays flat, easy to write for lefties or righties. So perfect. I love that part. Now, here's a, a comment before I come up with the next question. Uh, I was very disappointed. Uh, I had used a time text system many years ago from Priority Management. Great system. I loved it was probably one of my more favorite systems I ever used. Uh, Fairly extensive, fairly heavy. It comes with a binder, as you had mentioned. We'll talk about that, that you had to pay extra for, significantly extra. Uh, So I went to one of their classes a few years ago to see what's new. They had wanted me maybe to sell it or be uh, one of their uh, speakers uh, or presenters. Uh, I was enormously disappointed. All of their training is based on using Outlook now. They have almost completely abandoned and never even mentioned the written planner the entire day. Uh, I am a writing person. I need to open it up. I need to see it. I need to carry it with me when I go to meetings. And so there's uh, many digital options nowadays, Google calendars, Outlook, uh, but uh, tell us and sell us on why we really need paper, written calendars still and always. Well, um, I absolutely believe we need paper, uh, pen and paper with me all the time, of course. Um, one one thing is um, people sort of fool themselves um, into believing they have really good memories. Um, you ask most people, um, you know, what uh, What do you think about your memory? How, do you, how, how, how accurate are you um, with remembering things and getting to appointments on time and that, that sort of thing? And, and most people say, oh, I'm really good at that. Um, but we've noticed... Um, studies have shown um, and 
frankly, TV crime dramas have proven that people's memories are just not that good. Um, and mm-hmm. if you haven't written something down, chances are you're going to forget it and remember it inaccurately. So, uh, for one thing, we just need to, to be more conscious of, of writing things down. But um, more to the point, writing is a sort of permanence um it has a, a deeper impact on us than thoughts and even right. even verbalizing um if you if you verbalize something like i will sometimes do um you know i'll i'll tell myself radio interview at 9 radio interview at 9 radio interview at 9 that will pretty well hold me for a few hours i won't forget mm-hmm. that now um but writing it down makes it more of a concrete um item it really locks it into your into your brain and into your subconscious and when you're working with your plan for life um more than just a schedule but really trying to create a life with your schedule as, you know, your 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 foundation. You need to write down the things that are important to you. Um, if you write them, you will absorb it better. You will retain it better. And as you're writing, chances are you will come to a different... You'll get new insights to what you're writing down. Um, that's how your brain really um starts um focusing so you're writing it down and you may realize the answer to your question just by writing down the question um your subconscious um works really strange ways sometimes um so getting something down in writing is really a, a very powerful uh, method of not just remembering but also learning and um and creating and engaging your subconscious in in the process of 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 living so uh, i'm i'm a pen and paper guy and i can't imagine ever not having pen and paper i i I plan a little bit on the on the computer i do have a google calendar that i that i run for things like kids um uh, kids' school events and stuff um, help keep track of my wife's work schedule, which can bounce around. So that's that's pretty fluid stuff, um, and it's good to get a reminder from those things. But for the things that are really most important to me, uh, my life and my business, I just I need it written down in a in a single place, and that's that's what a, a planner a good planner should do for you is really help you focus on your life. Right. Totally agree. And there's many uh, studies that prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you write it down, you are cementing it more in your memory than even if it's just in your thoughts. There's something about writing something down in your own handwriting that helps with the memory, the commitment, uh, the thinking process. And so writing it down has a ton of value, a ton of value. And we just can't get that value or that memory or that thinking uh, by recording it online. 
And like I, you, yeah. I wanted to. I, I would. Say, I would also say. I don't mean to interrupt, but commitment. I think is a really good word, and you can probably talk more about, um, you know, what what kind of commitment you've seen out of people because you've seen uh, some real success stories coming out of commitment, and part of it from from writing. I'm sure. Right, right, and that is uh, the. If you write it down and you're staring at it. Uh, there's a little bit of guilt in there if you don't follow through on what you wrote down. Uh, guilt that you put on yourself. It's not necessarily other people going to be reading your uh, daytimer or planner. Uh, but if you write it down and you make a commitment and you have to look at that for a week or a month or weeks, you're going to be more inclined to do it. Uh, just like when I write in my daily uh, planner and uh, in the day planner that I have uh, the, and the one you'll send me, I write tasks for the day. And if I don't do that task, I bring it forward to the next day. And after about three days of bringing something forward, I'm like, okay, this is going to be put at the top and this is going to be done because I'm annoying myself by moving it forward three days in a row. And so writing it down is tremendously valuable. Now, like you, I do add things uh, in just simple terms. I don't write details on in my Google Calendar uh, just because I like to have it pop up on my phone an hour or two before something like this. I had it pop up at 9 o'clock this morning as a reminder on my phone. But there's not a ton of detail. All it is is the topic and the time. And so it's nice to have that, but if you're putting your thoughts and your plans together, put it on paper. Uh, you will remember it more, you'll be more committed, and you'll be a little more frustrated or uh, annoyed with yourself when you write it down for four days in a row and don't do it. And so that will get you, that will get you doing it. Self-guilt can be a very, very motivating factor, even more than um, uh, having a wife helping nag you. Um, right. It really is the difference between having someone nag you from outside and nagging yourself from the inside is is uh, pretty powerful, as I'm sure almost every listener out there can can uh, agree. Right. And if you pride yourself on doing what you tell other people you are going to do, you should pride yourself even more on doing what you tell yourself to do. Exactly. Now, uh, you are a Napoleon Hill Foundation Certified Instructor. Uh, I feel taller and smarter just saying that I'm a Napoleon Hill Foundation Certified Instructor. And when you're five foot one, feeling taller is a good thing. Uh, I, I walk a bit taller when I tell people about it. I remember on an elevator in Chicago after Napoleon Hill Foundation certification trip, uh, coming home, lady on the elevator, pretty lady, uh, asking her what she's doing in Chicago. And she asked me what I'm doing. And then when I told her I'm a Napoleon Hill Foundation instructor, wow, I read that book. I love Napoleon Hill. I've read a lot of his books. I follow it and blah, blah, blah about Napoleon Hill. And it's like, Look at me. Don't I look smarter and taller now? <laughs> so, uh, you know the 17 principles. What are your favorite success principles? I think the ones, uh, 
my favorites are the ones that I feel like I'm uh, pretty pretty good at. Um, I, I hesitate to say I've mastered them because I don't think you ever really master them. Right. But, um, I think I'm uh, pretty good at creative vision. Uh, I'm pretty good uh, at uh, enthusiasm most of the time. I'm uh, pretty pretty good at controlled attention. I can I can focus on something pretty carefully for for quite some time. Um, but you know, I think uh, the really the most important ones. Um, they begin with definiteness of purpose, and so we always, um, we instructors always sort of focus on that as you have to have a purpose before you can do anything else. And uh, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree that's that's accurate. Um, but I think that actually there's two other principles which will lead you to even begin thinking about it. Uh, being more successful, and, and those are personal initiative and self-discipline. If you don't, if you don't have a, sort of a fundamental feeling of I can make a change in my life, I can, I can become more successful. Um, even if someone hands you Think and Grow Rich, um, if you don't have the discipline to read it, you're not going to get more successful. Uh, if you read it and put it down and never implement anything, then you're not going to be more successful. So, um, you know, all, all 17 principles blend and, and combine and come, they, they bubble up to the surface at different times in our lives. But I think that uh, for me especially, self-discipline um, really is is key to me being successful. I know that when I'm being more disciplined and following my schedule, guilt tripping myself, you know, from my my written down instructions, um, that that's going to be a real key to to my success. So uh, I, I would say my my very most favorite principle probably is self discipline. Right now, uh, it all starts with finding and discovering your definite uh, purpose. Uh, uh, and a lot of times, well, it's the question I get asked the most from people of all ages. Even elderly people often go through their life without knowing or discovering their purpose. Why are they here? What legacy do they want to leave behind? And often, we don't even know our own purpose when we even think and write it down. And when I took the leader certification course, of course, part of that is uh, writing down your definite purpose. And when I wrote mine down, the amazing Judy Williamson, who I love, uh, replied to mine and said, Tom, that is definitely not your definite purpose. You were <laughs> created for something different. What you've gone through uh, serves to encourage other people to live positively with and through their challenges. And your definite purpose is trying to be Shane Morand, my longtime friend and co-founder of Organo Gold. And she said, there's only one Shane Moran and there's only one Tom Cunningham. Your lives are different and your purposes are different. And so here I was going through whatever the course is, maybe three months and thinking, pondering, and writing down my purpose. And I didn't even get it right myself. So it was nice to have Judy pointed out that 
come on, examine your life and what you do and how you impact other people and come up with your real purpose, which uh, she suggested a few things. And so that's good to have people in your life that even if you come up with your purpose, that thing you think is brilliant, that you share it with other people so they can say, hmm, not really. Go back to the drawing board. Come up with what your real purpose is. And and I love a definite purpose for one ma- one big reason I love discovering and knowing your definite purpose is so you can filter out all the other things in life that you are not going to focus on. In this day and age the, with the internet and all the things that we can get involved in or participate in, uh, you can really get yourself bogged down and totally distracted from your purpose. Having a purpose allows me to figure out everything I do, and if it's not related to my purpose, then I have to very carefully evaluate whether to invest my time or money into it. And so even if you just want to simplify your life, having and knowing your true definite purpose will help you stay focused and as you had mentioned controlled attention accurate thought those are very important to knowing your definite purpose and pursuing it because you can control your attention on your purpose instead of all the other random and sometimes useless and often negative input that we get into our brains and into our lives. And so, and I love what you said, controlled attention, accurate thinking, especially for what you do uh, as a direct response copywriter, you really have to think, okay, what is the average person thinking? What are they feeling? Uh, what will compel them to take action? Uh, same with anyone who's writing a book, who's writing a blog, who's involved in social media. You don't just put something out there. You should think about what you want people to do with what you're posting and post something that's interesting, fascinating, and will grab their attention and get them to click or and or take whatever action you want. So those are very important, aren't they? Accurate thinking and controlled attention. <laughs> I think for sure, um, <clears throat> controlled attention. I think is a a hallmark of our of our current age. You 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 really hit the nail on the head that we have our smartphones, and I'm guilty as anybody of getting email and looking at email uh, pretty much 24/7. If I'm well, <laughs> I do sleep, but um, you know we we respond to the little dings and beeps of our phones, a little vibrating, and it's. It's really uh, sort of sad in a way. I I grew up in the 70s and 80s. Um, you know, we didn't have any of these distractions. Um, I, I can, just like the, the really old curmudgeon, you know, we only had three TV channels plus TBS, you know, and we, we didn't have all these things you kids have. And um spent all my time with the library, these these sorts of ideas, which are sort of old school now, but if you can't really control your attention, if you can't stay focused, um, there are so many things that want to take your attention. There's marketers like, like me who, you know, want to grab your eyeballs and say, read what I have to say so that you can go buy my product. Um, you know, that's that's the way of the advertising world, but 
um, you know, when, whenever you're really trying to be successful, um, it's it's crucial to be able to focus on the things that are really the most important. Um, Stephen Covey talks about the big rocks when you're scheduling. You have the big rocks and the little rocks. And, the, uh, you know, you put your big rocks in first so that you know you have, you know, you've filled up as much space as you can with big rocks. Um, those have to be done. And then uh, you can uh, fill up your pail around those rocks with, with smaller things. And um, uh, I, I, you know, my, my purposes seem to shift. I'm I'm as bad as anyone at trying to find a definite purpose. Um, Judy also has helped me. She's She could probably make a career out of helping people develop a major, definite major purpose, you know, right. $5 a pop, she'd be amazing, right, I right. think. Um, that's, that's her major purpose is to help people find a major purpose, I think. She's really, a, a, her, she is in her element at the World Learning Center. I'm, I'm so grateful to know her. But, yeah. um, you know, my as I said, my purpose seems to shift a little bit. And so I'm on, like, emailing lists to get information um, from web designing um uh, blogs, uh, web programming, uh, marketing, copywriting. I, I I have way too many inputs uh, to my day, and it's so easy to get sort of off on a on a tangent and think, oh, web programming. I could I could I could create this snazzy feature, and um, I've been happy that lately I'm much more able of, much more capable of reading something like that and going, wow, that's really cool, and that's not what I need to do right now. That's not my focus. And um, that, I think, has been a pretty big key for me the last six months or so is to really stop, you know, chasing after every bright, shiny object and instead really trying to focus on what I need to do right now to make to make my world continue the way I want it to. So, um, and that's you know, important good. with a written planner. When you have a written planner, you can see right in front of your eyes when you're getting diverted or when you're not accomplishing the task you wrote because... You're diverted, your thoughts are diverted, you look into this, you look into that. Oh, I should check that website. Ooh, that's interesting. And, you know, we have 50,000 thoughts a day, and they will go in every direction possible unless you purposely, continuously focus on what is my purpose and what am I doing today to create and follow that purpose and create the legacy you want to be and have after I'm gone from this planet. And so I'm like you too. Imagine all the emails I get, all the offers I get, all the things you uh, get exposed to as a Napoleon Hill Foundation instructor. And I just have to be very diligent about not occupying too many of my thoughts or too much of my time into doing that. And also, I need to realize life is not just being an entrepreneur. I often get somewhat nagged from my wife when I'm 7, 8, or 9 o'clock at night at my computer writing, emailing, uh, thinking of business, contacting people, 
that uh, the purpose of life is not to be working all the time. And so, <laughs> and so I'm sure a lot of spouses uh, get uh, reminded of that. And so it's important to have a, a planner so that you can look and see that, hmm, I am doing too many things and it's taking away from some of the real joy and reasons that I get up and love life. And so it's important to have that for sure. So 2016 is coming up and uh, we all make our plans and our goals. Uh, what's exciting and plan for uh, you for 2016? Um, well, I think uh, the beginning of every year I try to reevaluate my definite major purpose and um I, I I'm with you there's it's hard to come up with the one um and I think that's that's one of my major stumbling blocks is I feel like I have to create the one definite major purpose of life and that's very uh, intimidating um so I think um part of what I'm going to try to do is is whittle down my my uh my ventures try to try to focus on a little bit less this year um and really uh expand my um my copywriting business um i've done some really good projects some interesting projects um and uh i really want to do more and learn learn you know develop my my capacities um learn learn new techniques or relearn the old techniques um mm. so i, I want to focus more on writing uh both commercially and maybe more for myself i've got two or three book ideas in in me that i'm not sure are great but you know you you write them and you find out what what the world thinks of them when you're done right. um i also uh have for years, I've been a, a photographer, and uh, I have some uh, ideas of either coffee table books or perhaps a website where you can sell prints. Um, I think it's a, a difficult market, but if you can, um, I think if you can get your name out a little bit, get in front of the right people. Um, and you know, by golly, I, I do know marketing, so hopefully I can market myself um, and get some of my uh, landscape photography and uh, some fine art, uh, aviation-related photography out there, and see see if anybody else is interested in that too. So um, you know, it's, it's trying trying to keep some some new ideas, some new projects going, and. Um, you know, try to st stay positive for the for Amen. The year. Now, here's a reminder that I heard Napoleon Hill in his own words say about two months ago on a recording I was listening to, and not even every, uh, n not even most Napoleon Hill instructors know this, but Napoleon Hill said, your definite purpose should be for a lifetime. It's not goal-oriented or project-oriented. It is a lifetime purpose, which mm -hmm. is almost like creating your legacy. For my lifetime, what is my purpose and focus and what people are going to remember 
fondly about me after I leave this planet. And so uh, it makes it even more tougher when you think about, oh my gosh, lifetime purpose. I don't even know what this year's purpose is. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it, it's just, it's very intimidating to say, golly, what's my life going to be about? And um, I, I think that it's, it's a stumbling block for a lot of people. They don't they they don't know how to get started, and it's hard to get started um, with that. And so, I, I I agree it should be a lifetime definite major purpose, but um, I think it's helpful to ease people into it a little bit and say, you know, what's your definite major purpose for the next five years? And, you know, get a little bit of a feeling of this is what it means to have a purpose and to work towards a purpose. And, and, uh, and, you know, I think a lot of people don't even really know. I mean, like you said, you wrote yours down and you thought you had really hit the nail on the head and and somehow you'd hit your thumb. And I did the same thing. I I totally have missed my purpose uh, two or three times. And um, my purpose shifted a lot when I had children. It was like, wow, suddenly I do have this lifetime legacy that I need to leave behind. Uh, uh, you know, I'm affecting two little guys, and, and you know, what, what does that mean? So I think that it's okay to come up. I think you can have a short-term definite purpose um but it's nice if you can eventually hit upon that one thing that you want to leave behind I, the legacy idea to me that's a really a good way to approach it because you can almost look back at your life better than you can look and imagine looking right. forward oh, good so. point i like that and although my definite purpose is one sentence it takes up a full page but the first sentence <laughs> describes it and then the rest of it is how to implement it it's just uh, my purpose is to encourage as many people as possible to live positively with and through the many and varied challenges of life uh, also help people to discover and pursue their definite purpose and goals but then it goes on this can be done in numerous ways including online social media books cds mp3 speaking coaching and in person i'll be generous in sharing my time money and knowledge as i must help others get what they want before i get what i want i will learn this much i will encourage people blah blah full page and so it doesn't even have to be complicated that first page one of my amazing friends uh, Milos Bulatovich wrote his purpose simply to be the best husband and father he could possibly be. And I got on his case. I'm like, is that it? But then when he explained it, think of what that does. If it, it uncovers your whole life because if you want to be the best father and husband, you should earn the most money you're possible of you could possibly earn to be the best father and parent to a child to provide all the things they need to succeed and be capable people in this world you should also it helps you with your time management i he would never accept a job that requires him to be on the road three four five days a week not being able to see his kids and so it it really permeates into every area of your life even though it's a very simple purpose that I, you know, got on his case a little bit about because it was so simple. But when he explained it, it's like, okay, if that is your purpose, it really helps you focus on 
all of the other decisions you make on life, how much money you're going to earn, what type of job you're going to uh, have. For instance, he's a marathon runner. He's out running all the time every morning. He said, one of the main reasons I do that or one of the big reasons I do that is so my kids can see me getting up early every morning to exercise and be committed to exercise and be committing to eating properly. I'm not just telling them about it. They see me almost every morning, uh, mostly when he gets home from his running because it's so early, but they see me after my run. They see me focusing on eating for performance. And so this is a reason I exercise. Wow, that goes along with his purpose of being the best father and husband he can be. And so when you have, it doesn't have to be complicated. It could be one sentence, but then you could have a full page describing what that sentence entails and what decisions you're going to make as a result of that one sentence. That's a, And that's a great sentence, too, because you, you can use that as, as a, uh, you know, a eulogy. You know, he was the best father and husband I have ever met, you know. Right. Um, and that's that's where you launch from and then um the rest of it is description of that. But if you can leave if you can leave the world with that sort of a impact, um yeah, your 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 purpose statement really can be the launching point for all kinds of uh of positive things and uh you know, there's to me, that's keeping it a little too simple, but it works for him, and he's really applying it in every aspect of life. Right. Um, so, you know, that's that's really inspiring to me. That that that's pretty much my purpose too, although I never stated it in such basic <laughs> terms. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I would I would love to have I would love people to say that about me and say, uh, well, let's say forty or fifty years. I don't I don't want to give up on the short lifespan yet. Right, 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 right. Uh, so amazing. And we spoke before the interview that said we would try and keep it to 45 minutes, but as is often the case when I speak to Napoleon Hill fans or instructors, we could probably talk for the rest of the day and have an amazing conversation. But we have to cut it off. Uh, geez, kick me in the butt for not mentioning the website, but pretty easy. The better dayplanner.com betterdayplanner.com I love all the new covers on there good point I'm glad you did that it was in my thoughts but I never mentioned it to you cool new covers Uh, it covers your complete day that the most people have in this day and age and it's an amazing tool for writing things down don't rely on online calendars Outlook Google Plus good for reminders not good for your commitment to follow through on the things you agree to do to other people and for yourself. So the better dayplanner.com best time to get one is in December. So you start the year off uh, with a better chance of achieving the goals you write for the year. Thanks so much for being on the show today, Chris. Uh, I love what you're doing. I love the work you do at the foundation. I love their sort of revamped website in the last few months. It's very, very cool. And I love the work you do, especially with the Better Day Planner. So a reminder, thebetterdayplanner.com. Buy one for yourself. Buy one for your spouse. Hey, even buy one for your kids, Uh, especially if they're teenagers or older. 
uh, buy one as a gift for people that you care about, people you work with, and you'll accomplish more, they'll accomplish more in 2016 than they ever imagined possible. Sounds great. Tom, I appreciate your time. It's always inspiring to talk to you, and uh, we'll talk again offline some other time soon. Amazing. Have yourself a great day. You too. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, email tom at tomtootall.com for details.